Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Forrester CXCast. Uh, this is Sam Stern, joined, as always, by my co-host, Diana Laufer. Hi, everyone. And we have our guest on the phone, Principal Analyst Rick Parrish. Hi, Rick. Hi. Happy to be with you guys. Thanks for joining us, and very timely because you have a new report out called Eight Challenging Trends for Customer-Centric Government in 2017, and here we are the day before the inauguration of our new president. I guess you planned that, Rick? It, uh, it's coming out at just the right time for readers who want to know what's going to be different around uh, government and customer centricity this year. Seems like a good time to publish it. <laughs> so it seems like the president-elect uh, is building an administration that's comprised mainly of private sector executives, which I think is no surprise given his uh, business experience. How is this going to affect the customer centricity of the federal government in 2017? I know your title implies there's eight trends there, so maybe share one of those trends with us. Sure, sure. Happy to. Now, of course, you know, some people have speculated that, you know, maybe with a lot of private sector talent in government, there's going to be some big new focus on CX in government. But the fact is, there already is a big focus on CX in Washington. So, um, so there's already tons of CX stuff going on. The change isn't going to be in some new emphasis on CX. The change is going to be in how CX improvement goals are pursued in Washington. The big trend that I'll share here is that there's going to be a lot more outsourcing of the work of improving CX, especially digital CX. You know, under the Obama administration, a lot of new digital services shops grew up in government. You know, there's, of course, the best well-known 18F in uh, GSA, as well as the U.S. Digital Service in the White House. But there are lots of other digital services shops throughout federal agencies that are really focused on designing new experiences, on building new experiences, consulting on, on CX transformation projects, and also you know, helping agencies procure you know, stuff from, from the private sector. But under the Trump administration, what I expect is a much more outsourced approach where digital service shops within government are doing a lot less and more and more that gets outsourced to contractors. So, you know, what I expect to see here is really 18F, U.S. Digital Service, a lot of these other ones really atrophying, doing a lot less, really focused primarily on helping procurement, which is perhaps the least sexy thing they do, I mean, not terribly exciting to the people who came to those shops to, you know, really help transform us here right. in Washington. Right. Okay. So more outsourcing, more... Uh, involvement of the private sector. Is this great for the private sector then? I mean, is this going to be all these companies in the corporate world whose uh, executives are now in the administration? Are they? Are we going to see them all benefit? Or how do you think that will shake out for the private sector? Yeah, sure. It's going to be good for the traditional government technology contractors, basically. Yeah. There's been some speculation that because uh, Trump campaigned as a Washington outsider that his administration is going to bring in a lot of a lot of you know new tech startups from outside the beltway or that sort of thing. But that's not what I expect to happen at all. He's appointing a lot of people who are veterans of Washington and of big business, right? People who are unlikely to prefer those trendy tech startups to the more traditional federal contractors. You know, so that's really what I expect to see. I expect to see the, you know, the, the usual companies, you know, perhaps in partnership with subcontractors and such, of course, but really the big traditional federal contractors getting the lion's share of the new work. Rick, I've seen some sort of conflicting information about budgets, right? The president-elect has talked a lot about cutting spending, but we've also heard about stimulus in certain areas like technology. What do you see for 2017 and maybe going forward? How is the federal budget going to affect stuff that CX pros care about? 
So this is a really interesting topic, and as you say, a lot of speculation, right? In this report, I talk about that. I actually pulled in some information from another report I just recently wrote with other Forrester analyst, Andy Bartels, about projecting federal technology spending for 2017. And uh, we crunched a lot of numbers, looked at a lot of projections, and what we came up with was that mm-hmm. basically spending on the technologies that CX pros care about, the sort of technologies that are improve the customer experiences, are going to be flat for this year at about $26 billion. This is because in response to the people who say there's going to be you know, a huge new stimulus spending program and so all kinds of money is going to be flowing into this stuff. No, no, no. no. The, the, the stimulus program that, <laughs> that the Trump administration is, is talking about is physical infrastructure. Roads, yeah. bridges, right. that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And on the other hand, people say he's going to cut all kinds of money from this and that. Well, you know, he's coming in a chunk of the way through the fiscal year. There's a continuing resolution that's going to operate until the end of, well, I think it's April. And then, of course, you know, try and find money that isn't already allocated to cut, you know, that isn't already contracted. Even if he wanted to, there's not a lot of huge cuts that can be made to the 2017 spending. So it's going to be about flat, which isn't good news for CX folks, but it's not, you know, it's not bad news either. Yeah, it's not the worst. To your point, we both worked in government. Things don't move that quickly. 2017 is probably safe. <laughs> no matter how fast the president wants them to move, exactly. Yeah. Even, frankly, even if he did throw a bunch of money at federal CX, you're not going to see actual spending on that until 2018. Right. There's time to develop plans and figure out how to spend it, and, and all of that's pretty slow, too. Right. You know, the myth of the shovel-ready project. Yeah. That said, you do say in your report that some digital projects will slow down. Why do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, some are going to slow down. Things that are already in train are going to slow down, and others are going to get worse. Simply because, you know, Trump has said a lot about improving cybersecurity in government. And who knows what his policies are going to actually be, right? The Obama administration's already been pretty aggressive on cybersecurity, so who knows? But he said a lot about it, and nobody's going to want to be the first person to be hacked. Right? No agency is going to want to be the first agency to be hacked under the new administration. And so you know, people who are working on new digital CX uh, projects in government are going to slow down. They're going to triple check. They're going to quadruple check to make sure that things are as safe and secure as they can possibly be, and frankly, just to cover themselves so that when something does inevitably go wrong, you know, the arms race between hackers and security experts being what it is, when somebody does get hacked, they can say overwhelmingly, look, I really tried really hard and did my job, you know, this just happened. On the other hand, of course, you know, some existing digital CX is going to get worse because federal executives who want to improve digital security are going to do it fast without necessarily going through the necessary consultations with digital design experts. And so they're going to end up doing a lot of stuff to make things more secure, like additional login steps Mm -hmm. and things like that in ways Mm -hmm. that actually harm the customer experience without adding any additional security. Okay, so you've got all these ways, examples of how things are going to slow down and why. And that sounds all plausible to me, and that seems to, though, then be intention with Trump, who says he wants to move fast and make changes. And so I wonder, is there a tension there? And if so, how does that play out? Yeah, there is a tension. There's a lot of tensions here. Perhaps one place that the the tension shows up best is actually with a, a program called FedRAMP. FedRAMP uh, your listeners who deal with um, the federal uh, contracting process will will know it's basically a security approval for cloud services. 
in, in government. You get FedRAMP certification at one of a few different levels, and you're sort of pre-approved, you know, uh, pre-certified for, for security purposes. And at the moment, it's a very expensive, very lengthy process. They've actually tried to, um, to make it faster and easier, but it's still, it's still lengthy and difficult. And so you can see the tension here because on the one hand, right, the Trump administration is going to want to do what it calls being friendlier to business, right? And so the impetus there will be to make FedRAMP faster and easier and cheaper. But on the other hand, they want to be tough on cybersecurity. So the impetus there will be the opposite, to make it more detailed and hence lengthier and more difficult and more expensive. Right? And so I foresee a lot of tense meetings among the people who are running the FedRAMP program, between the people on both sides of, of, of the issue, right? do we go faster to make it faster and easier for business, or do we, do we make it more detailed, thus making it more difficult for business? That's the sort of tension I think we're going to see a lot of. Okay, makes sense. One more question, Rick, while we have you. What do you see about federal government personnel in 2017? I think during the Obama administration, and I lived in D.C. at the time, we saw a lot of people flock to the government, you know, idealistic young folks who wanted to work in, in design and tech, and even these folks that are in nonpartisan positions, but obviously they, you know, I think some of them are questioning whether they want to work under a Trump administration. So what do you see as happening with these folks? Is there going to be an exodus, or are they going to stay and continue to work on Mostly, they're going to stay, right? There has been this yeah. this talk of access, but you know, you often get talk like that of one way or another when there's a change of uh, party controlling the White House. You know, and this is just another version of of that. Of course, there are plenty of digital and CX pros in government who are just on one year positions, and so of course they'll be you know rotating out and going back to their 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 regular jobs, and that'll be the usual churn. But the folks who who aren't the folks who aren't on those 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 one year fellowships and such, um, they're mostly going to stay. You know, there's been some talk about whether or not you should consider the work partisan or nonpartisan or this and that. But uh, they're going to stay because of the reason why most people stay in government after a, after a transition. They like the work. They think the work is meaningful. They make uh, decent money. They have good benefits. And they're settled in D.C., uh, which is, which is a, a pretty cool place to live. Right? Um, and so I don't expect any sort of mass exodus. And, and you know, as far as the churn of the the one-year folks on some of the fellowship programs like the Presidential Innovation Fellowships, I still see a very strong interest in those programs for people who want to come in and make a difference or make connections or build their resumes and then go back to, you know, go back to the private sector, um, you know, just as it was under the Obama administration. So I don't expect any real differences there. And, you know, there is, of course, the, the, the notion of the federal hiring freeze, right, which he's promised. And that's going to make it more difficult for offices like 18F, the U.S. Digital Service. Well, most people at USDS are, are one-year people anyway. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of these other shops to replace people who leave, you know, normal mm-hmm. career employees who leave. But as I said, those shops, a lot of them are just going to atrophy because they're going to be doing less. So they're going to get by with fewer personnel anyway. They don't necessarily need to fill those spots. Right. And they'll be outsourcing more. Exactly. Well, Rick, thank you for joining us to talk about your new report. We appreciate it. Listeners, again, that report is called Eight Challenging Trends for Customer-Centric Government in 2017. And if you're listening to this, you've got a link to it in the show notes for the episode. Thank you all for joining us. Thanks for listening. Remember, your customer's perception is your customer experience reality.